This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We've been talking about the armor of God, and we named this series Equipped because we are equipped with God's armor, okay? Not our own armor. God's armor to fight anything that the devil tries to bring against us, anything, whether it's sickness or poverty or bad relationships, we are equipped with the armor of God to fight. And so we're going over one or two, you know, uh, within each lesson, and we're just you know, Bringing tearing up the it apart of what it is. and let's see what it really means. And today, Al, we're going to be talking about how we're equipped with peace. You know, it's so important that we understand what to do with the armor of God. And the reason why I say that is I know people that will just recite that scripture every morning, putting on the armor, but they don't know how to behave after that. They don't understand how to operate in peace when something happens to them. And so because of that, sometimes it doesn't work for them and they go, why isn't this working? I agree with you. I remember there was a spiritual warfare prayer going around years ago, and somebody gave me it, and I thought it was really great, and I, it was long, and I recited it every day, and, and I don't know, after a month's time, the Lord said to me, what are you doing? <laughs> and right. I said, well, well I'm, I'm re- doing spiritual warfare. Yeah. <laughs> he he said, you're not doing no. anything. You're reciting he some says, words. Now what I want you to do is take what you're repeating, like a religious activity, and actually go out and practice it and do it. So there is a difference. So we have to be careful we don't get caught up with that. But today... There's a big difference between a religious activity and walking out the word with the Lord. Absolutely. And and the first one sounds good. You know, it's like, yeah, I did my reciting of all my stuff today. And those things are okay to do for sure. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen because you have to implement what you've been reciting. Of course you do. But when you're reciting it, you have a tendency to remember it when something happens. So I'm not taking away from doing that. No, it's better than... Doing something else. It's better than doing nothing. Absolutely. And and really, kind of, it is going in your thinking, you're right, and you're actually renewing your mind. But I really thought when I was doing it that it was working in my life. Yeah. And that part wasn't really true. It really wasn't working. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, we talked about how we don't fight with people and our battle and our fight is not with the natural and and it's spiritual and we're to fight spiritually. And we talked about how other people are not our problem. And uh, now Ephesians tells us to put on the whole armor of God. And I love this, Al, because, you know, first of all, it's God's armor. And second of all, we're not supposed to put on just one or two pieces. We're supposed to wear the whole armor of God. That means all of it. And one really won't work perfectly the way it should without the other, you know? Well, you know, if you don't put on every piece of the armor, then you have a soft spot. Or a weak spot. A weak spot, yes. soft spot, however you want to say it. That's you good. know, they talk about the, uh, the the people that are out like alligator hunters. It, if you shoot an alligator from a distance and you hit his, his skin, the bullet will flick off of him. Now, if you hit a direct shot, it'll go through. But the point was, they said you have to get the soft underbelly. Underneath, yes. Underneath where he's soft. That's where you have to get him Vulnerable. if he's at a distance, but it's almost impossible. The point being is 
If you're not wearing all of this, you have a small area of vulnerability. Right. Well, that's good. Right? That's good. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, so we talked about the belt of truth and that everything stems from the word of God, which is truth. That's our foundation. All decisions, all reactions, anything you do, say, or think should be based on the word of God. It really should. We talked about the breastplate of righteousness and how it's so important that you know who you are in Christ. This to me is major because if you don't know who you are in Christ and that you are loved by him and you have been made right with him, you won't have that confidence to stand up and fight because you're going to think God's mad at you in some way and you don't deserve it. And so it, you, you're pulled back from your potential because of wrong thinking. You've got to know who you are. And it doesn't mean that just because you're righteous, it doesn't mean that you'll never sin. You know, uh, the righteous acts are different than being the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is a, is a position. Okay, but you may not always feel righteous. You may not always act righteous, but still in God's eyes, you are righteous. And, and when you know this, it should free you to just love him and obey him because he's not mad at you. And today we're going to be talking about another piece of armor. Let me read this to you in Ephesians 6, 15. It says, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. But I really, Al, I really want to take this in the amplified version because it's sure, really cool. Sure, yeah, it's better. It says, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and a readiness produced by the good news. I am telling you, you know, Al, people think, oh, oh, well, they don't say this to me, and I don't really do this often, but at the same time, you know, oh, all you're talking about is the enemy. All you're talking about is the devil. You're giving him all the glory. And I, Wait a minute. We have to know our enemy. It says it right here. To well, face the enemy. Yeah, and you know what else? We don't only talk about the enemy. No, we, we talk don't. about it, it's just a trick of the enemy right away. He's trying to right. trick you, saying that's all you talk about. Right. And it's not right. true. It's exactly. not all we talk about. But that's we're right. going to talk about it. You know, I was in a church, oh man, over the years, so many churches I've been in, you could say it this way the devil doesn't exist. They never yeah. say the word. There's not anything. If something bad happens to you, God did it. Right. There is no devil. Now, they would say there is, but it's as though he doesn't exist. Right. So right. sometimes you got to expose him, and that's yes. what we're doing here. Yes. That's what we do here at this ministry. We expose your enemy and what he's up to so you can be aware of his tricks. Absolutely. And, and the schemes that he has against you, if you're not aware of that, you're going to be deceived. And that's the biggest thing I see in the body of Christ is there. And you know, guys, you know, we have the Holy Spirit to show us. We have the Holy Spirit to teach us. He is our teacher. He will guide you and direct you. And if you ask him, he will show you areas where you're deceived, right. areas where you don't understand, areas, the soft spot that you might have. You don't even know. You think you're putting the whole armor of God on. And there's one thing that you need a little help with the Holy Spirit will reveal all of it to you. You don't have to do this by yourself. In fact, you can't do it by yourself. You'll fail. Yeah, because you'll only operate in your mind. Well, you know what? Okay, what? Uh, in terms of the devil attacking, you may have an area where you're strong right. against sin or say right. whatever. And then the devil says, don't attack her there. 
find an area where she's weak. Let's say the area that you're strong in, I'm weak at. Let's just say I'm weak in this area. So the devil will say, hit him with that, but don't hit her with that. So the devil's looking for your weak points, those soft spots. And it's different for different people. Right. You know, some people, certain things don't bother them at all. You know, like, um, you know, like drugs and alcohol. It's it's just, I don't care. Right. You could not tempt me with that. Yet I know someone, he said, if I have one drink, I will drink until I'm so drunk it's beyond belief. He has a problem in that area. So guess where the devil's going to attack him? Right there. Guess where he's not going to attack me in that area? Right, right. So we're talking about the shoes fitted with the gospel of peace. So really in, in real life, natural life, the soldiers had shoes with thick leather straps to hold them onto their feet. And they were, they, were, uh, they were very tightly, tightly strapped. And they also had the cleats underneath their shoes, too. And this made them, it actually made them move really rapidly. But at the same time, if they were in one place, those cleats would go into the ground and would hold them in that, in that place to do whatever they needed to well, do. Well, they would grab this sword. This big, heavy sword, yeah. and they would go like this, and right. the cleats help keep their Absolutely. foot from slipping. Because if your foot slipped and you went down on the ground, you're dead. They would come, you know, your enemy would take you right out. So let's talk about uh, the peace with God first and then peace okay. with others. And sure, we'll sure. Then we'll go into what this actually There's two means. different things. There's peace with God, peace between you and God. God's not mad at you. And then there's peace right. between people. How do you operate? Because some people are going to be... Uh, they're going to do their best to take you down. And how do you right. operate in peace and then not let yourself be destroyed by that? Right, right. Okay, so um, peace with God and peace with others. You know, what exactly is the gospel of peace? What exactly is this? We're saved by grace through faith. That's important to understand. You're saved by grace. It's a free gift, but you got to believe it. You know what I mean? I read this book. It was a seminary book. And he said, well, if Jesus is the Savior of the world, then the whole world is saved. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. No, you have to receive it. Right. You know, there's really nothing we can do to gain it. God's love and approval. He did it all. It's finished. It's finished at the cross. But you have to receive it and say, Lord, I received the truth. Right. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Confess it with your mouth. You know, you say, Lord, I believe you. You know, okay, let me finish it. Finish it. You have to say, I believe this is reality, that you came to the earth, that you are the son of God, and that you did die for my sins. That has to be reality inside you. Yes. Just like anything that you might be doing is reality to you. Yes. Um, any kind of, let's say you're like a scientist and you've developed a scientific formula. That's reality, what you do, you know what I mean? It has to be that concrete in you because the devil's going to try to, what he has to do is get it out of you. He wants to steal it. Wow. He wants to steal the peace. Right. That's good. So anyway, so now we've been reconciled back to God. When you receive it. Right. When you receive it. Right. Uh, and the world has no clue that they, they need to have peace with God. They have no clue. They're, they're, mostly they're fighting God or they're afraid of God or they have no clue and they don't know and they don't want to know. Well, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge, the scripture says. But it does say after that, okay, it does say after that because they have rejected knowledge. Right. So 
either outwardly you reject it or just like an inner thing, like, I don't have time for that. That's really rejecting the knowledge. You know, it's not God's fault that we don't have the knowledge. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's like we're will, the ones that kind of are on the fence, they're willfully deceived. In other yeah. words, I really don't want to know because... And no one could say to me that you don't have time to study the Bible or read the Bible because they watch TV four hours a day yeah, and they have yeah. time for that. But you don't have time to read the Bible for half an hour a day right, or 20 minutes. Right, but here's the thing. Right. They'll say, I don't really understand what I'm reading. I don't get it. I don't. Just keep reading it. That's right. Read it. Read it. Read it. Get an easy-to-read version. So... Um, Adam and Eve's sin created a barrier between us and God. Absolutely, yes. And Jesus died and he rose again. He defeated the enemy and now the barrier is gone. We have, you know, this is amazing. We have access to God freely, just like that. Think about it. What if you wanted to access the president? Not Whoa. that I would want to, but <laughs> at, the at the time this show was being shot. But anyway, in fact, in fact, maybe I would want to. I have a few things to tell him. Like... Don't steal an election. But anyway. Okay, that's true. Uh, you don't have access to those people. Right. There's so many people you just don't have access to. You might be able yeah. to get like three or four down to get some information, hopefully, that they'll take it to him. You have free access to the God that of the universe. so cool. The huh? God who created everything. The God who's the most powerful. The God who can do anything, always the more. And you have free access instantaneously. He'll, he'll, he's there. Right. Right. And we take wow. that for granted. We don't realize the gift that we have is so right, amazing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because we, we're so carnally minded, and it's like if we don't see it, uh, you know, I, I, I see the president. I know where he lives. You know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know. And and you know, I mean, I see him, so it's more natural. We tend to believe that more. But when we don't see God, people just you know, out of sight, out of mind. Maybe it's weird. I think most, but that is true. We I have access. I think it's a willful deception. And I will say that because it's like, I don't want to know because this way, if God says to me, what did you do? You say, I don't know anything. I didn't right. know that. I don't know. In other words, it's like I, I, they play right. the ignorance card. Um, right. It's like, I didn't know anything. You know, all those people that talked about God, I didn't trust them. I don't know. They think that'll work on judgment day. Yeah. When they die and they stand before right, the Lord, right. it's like, well, I don't know. How was I supposed to know? Well, I sent you a, a prophet. I sent people to you. Oh, how do I know who they are and what they know? Right. You got the word of God. Right. Exactly. So there's really no excuse, but so, we try to play the excuse. So really, we're talking today, though, about the shoes of peace. I mean, what that really means is bringing this good news of peace between God and man to others. That's with, what this is talking about. And it comes with us. Yes. As we walk in these yes. sandals, we yes. bring it to others. We have it. Yes, yes. And 2 Timothy 4.2 says this, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it's not. Okay, in season and out of season. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable. I'm telling you, Al and I, we are in such preacher mode. Sometimes we have to on purpose just kind of dial back a little bit, you know, when we go out to dinner with people. Or we're, we're always ready. We're always ready to tell people how good God is. You know, we have a friend of ours. And when you go out to dinner with him, you're not going to eat dinner because he's praying for the whole restaurant. <laughs> yeah. and, 
and all I want to do is eat something. And he's saying to the waiter, what can I do? And he's up, God he's laying him. hands on people and him. healing them. And we did that the other day with a waitress. We were praying yes, for her. We she looked yeah, she looked she like was, she needed it. Yeah, she But did. anyway, that's the way, whether it's convenient or not. Right, very good. Whether it seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcomed. Wow. Correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity. Listen to this. With inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. You know, you, you go and you, you minister and it's like they don't get it. And then you minister again and they still don't get it. You don't get it and you go, oh, that's it. You know, and no, you have to have this inexhaustible patience because that's the patience God has toward us. Love is patient. Love is yes. kind. And that's the one thing I don't have is patience. I don't do well with that. <laughs> it's like, well, how hard is this? Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? And I, I, I admit that I'm not, you know, there's areas in our lives where we could use improvement. And I can use improvement in that area. I'll pray for you. Okay, so shoes of peace. Okay, it's talking about, this whole thing is talking about a readiness in season and out of season. The peace, now here's what this means. The peace that you have within you because you received Jesus is the same peace that will hold you in place when the enemy tries to come and thwart you from bringing the good news to others because he will put barriers in your way so you won't get to share the good news. And guess who this happened to? This happened to Paul. This happened to the apostle Paul. He was trying to get the good news out to the people. And look, look what happened, 2 Corinthians 12. And lest, and here's what Paul says, and lest I should be exalted above measure, and here's my words, by the people, understand Paul was not exalting himself. The people were exalting him. By the abundance of revelations he had, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, not God, not God very good, to torment me, lest I be exalted above measure, here's my words again, by the people. God didn't send this to crush Paul because he was proud of his revelations. That's not what that means. That's not what it's saying. And you know what else? It said torment. The devil will use, and it doesn't have to be a physical thing that the the devil will use. He'll use depression if he can put it on you. Mm -hmm. Whatever he can put, we talked about this, where you're weak. Maybe you're weak for that. So the devil was trying to put on Paul a torment. We don't exactly know what that was, but it's not good. Well, he says, I asked the Lord three times that this thing might depart from me, this persecution. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Right. That is so cool. And that's so cool. So there was this extreme opposition to what Paul was doing. Because he was bringing the gospel of peace. And it's actually many of the people received it and they loved him and they were exalted. Oh, Paul, you're my teacher. Yes. Some of them over here were not doing so. You know, I know what it's like when you're preaching and some of the people hate what you're saying. And most of them love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of, this is what was happening to Paul. So um, <laughs> Paul was getting so, was really getting popular. He was uh, becoming popular 
And Jesus was becoming popular. Right. And people the, getting saved. Absolutely. And the devil took notice of this, and he said, I'll watch this. I'm going to take Paul out or try to. But Paul was a tough customer. <laughs> I mean, Paul had those shoes of peace, and he was firmly grounded in the word, and that those shoes, of, it was tightly fitted around him. And he didn't fight with those people. Nope. He stood in the peace of God right. and in his righteousness with the belt of truth around him. Paul came into, back then, he would come into a town. There was no Christianity. Yeah. I mean, he was right. invading the devil's territory big time, wow. and the devil didn't like it. And he was trying to take Paul down. And I've seen, you know, really good people, good ministers of the Lord, and all of a sudden one day they get taken down. Well, the devil attacked them. That's why right. they, were, they, they weren't necessarily bad people doing bad things. The devil came up with something. Right, right. And, you know, many times, um, you know, I could tell you one of them that I know the man personally I know, uh, you remember Jim Baker many years ago that he got taken down. Mm -hmm. Well, a man who was his best friend, closest friend, said he never did one single thing that they uh, that yeah. they accused him. That's the devil trying to take you down. Right, In that right. case, he 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 uh, he he's back on TV. As yeah, a praise of fact. the Lord. Um, so Paul, he stood in the peace of God, and he. And, and in the righteousness, with yep. the belt of truth wrapped around him, I mean, he did all the stuff, you know? And yep. he stood, understanding that when he felt weak, he was strong. It doesn't matter when you feel weak. Right. I am strong. Yeah, you're weak, you're falling apart, you're tired, whatever it is the reason, it doesn't matter. I have the power of God in me. I'm strong against this. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? And uh, God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, so... Sometimes you will be persecuted for your position in Christ. Yes. It's yes. almost, it's, I'm not going to say persecution was a promise, but it's coming at you. Well, if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you shall and be you, persecuted. And you invade the devil's territory. Right. Here comes the persecution. That's good. But, um, you know, sometimes he had to go through it. You got to stand firm in what you know with the breastplate, with the shoes of peace, you stand in those things and say, I don't care how much you hate me. Because of the opposition, right, right. Right, I got this. I am a man of God or a woman yeah. of God. Yeah, things could get tough when you minister. Yeah. You know, when you talk to people, and I'm just saying like over a cup of coffee and you mention God and somebody gets really, really, you know, uptight about it, you know, you've got to remain in peace. you got to be stable. you got to not let the enemy shut you down and you walk out and say, I'm not doing this anymore. And then, then you're not fulfilling God's plan for you. Uh, you have to understand what is actually happening and that it is the enemy trying to stop you. Now, you don't fight with people, and if people don't want to receive what you have to say, then that's okay. Don't push it. You go home and you pray for them. You know, you just but, walk away. Find right. someone who will receive it. Put your energy or an effort into someone that's going, well, tell me more. Don't try to fight with someone who's not interested. Just walk away and leave them and let them say what they want to say. Right. I, I know I saw you did that once with texts that were coming in. You just didn't even yes. answer them. Yes. But here's what I want to say about this with Paul and all of this. He was invading the devil's territory. The devil was bringing persecution on him. It was a thorn in what Paul called the thorn in the flesh was persecution. That's right. Right? And it was from Satan, not from God. Right. right. Right? And when he went to God and said, Lord, three times I asked God to take this away from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient. What is grace? Grace is whatever you need. 
In other words, he was saying, Paul, you rebuke the people persecuting you. You have the authority to rebuke the persecution, rebuke the demons that are inciting these people, rebuke the devil, and they'll go. Don't ask me to do something I told you to do. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.